Welcome to episode 16 of On the Schmooze. Let's do this. Welcome to On the Schmooze, the podcast that highlights talented people from different fields, explores how they built strong networks, and overcame challenges on their way to becoming successful leaders. Now here's your host, Robbie Samuels. Welcome back to On The Schmooze. Thank you so much for joining me. Last week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Joanne Cox. This week, you'll be hearing from me, your host. Every other week, I'll be offering my take on some aspect of networking and relationship building. These shorter podcast episodes will include practical tips and techniques you can put into practice right away. My hope is that insights from me and my guests will help you achieve the leadership position you're seeking, build and sustain your professional network, and find the work-life balance that works best for you. This week, I'll be answering a question that crosses most introverts' minds at a networking event. Can I go home yet? These are my networking tips for introverts, but extroverts, you might want to take some notes as well. Visit ontheschmooze.com to download a transcript of today's episode for your files or to print and share them with your colleagues. Just look for episode 16. Let's face it, networking means meeting people. And if you're listening to this, you probably find that exhausting, not to mention overwhelming. The worst part, it also feels like a waste of time. Yet, you know you have to network because it's touted as being one of those things you just need to do and do well to build a successful career. If you're an introvert, you know you need to carefully manage your energy level or you'll find yourself depleted really quickly. You spend a few hours at an event floating around the room without a sense of purpose, and you'll go home wiped out and feeling defeated. Since being around large groups of people is draining, the time spent needs to feel like it was worth it. What if I could tell you you can go home after just one hour and feel really good about what you accomplished? In fact, I'm going to share my three-part strategy to networking successfully in one hour. The first thing is you can't just show up. Before going to any event, Spend some time figuring out why attending this event in particular is important for your business. Getting clarity about why this event, this specific event, is important will help you think positively about the opportunities that lie ahead, which may help you muster the energy to actually attend. While you may not have access to the full guest list, you can learn quite a bit about who will be attending with some thoughtful research. Use Google and LinkedIn to learn more about the host committee, sponsors, speakers, the honorees, where do they work? What will they be speaking about? Are you already connected on LinkedIn or some other social media channel? Are they advocates for a cause you believe in? With this information in mind, consider what your purpose is in attending this event. Refine your elevator pitch so it's more relevant to the kinds of people you're likely to meet. Picture yourself excited on your way home because of a connection you've made. And then step two, you need to still do some preparation. And to be really prepared, I'm going to suggest my favorite hack, which is to write your follow-up email before you leave for the event. In fact, this was written up in Lifehacker. This will help you become more aware of who you want to meet and what your purpose is at the event. It will also make it much more likely that you will send a follow-up message, which, of course, is a critical part of networking. Here are my specific steps to drafting this message. First of all, think about the people you'd like to meet at this event. This could be based on their job titles where they work, or any other demographics. If you're thinking about a specific person, well, then draft this email with them in mind. The second step, then, would be imagining 
that you had actually met with them and had a brief conversation at the event. You spent some of the conversation learning about them and, you know, asking thoughtful questions. At some point, though, you have the opportunity to share a little bit about the work that you do, and they seem genuinely interested. So now write that follow-up message that you'd send in this scenario. Include what you usually say about your work, and then add a few more details that you think they would find particularly interesting. Of course, include links to your website, your blog, or your portfolio, whatever links are relevant. Save this draft text so it's ready to be personalized after the event based on who you actually meet. If you're using Gmail, I highly recommend using canned responses to manage all of your draft follow-up messages so they're always readily available when you're writing a future email. If you're not familiar with canned responses, you can actually find them under settings and then labs, and then you'll see canned responses. Pretty neat little hack there. Now, after the event, within 48 hours, you'll, of course, want to go back to this draft and start to personalize it. Add a sentence or two at the top of the email acknowledging where you saw them, what you've been discussing. And in fact, if you include a specific reference to what they had shared with you, you'll be showing that you were actively listening and not just waiting for your turn to speak. And don't forget to include a reason for them to stay in touch. Here's just a few ideas. You can invite them to join you at an upcoming event you're hosting or perhaps attending. Ask them to meet you for coffee, solicit advice for about a project you're working on, or offer to share their work with one of your colleagues. And then lastly, hit send. Do not let perfection get in your way. You're going to have to make sure you actually send this message while the event is still fresh in your and their mind. So back to the event. You've done all this preparation. You've done your research. You have your draft message written ahead of time. Here's the thing. Being an introvert may actually work to your advantage. While extroverts are buzzing around the event like social butterflies, you'll be much more savvy about how you expend your energy. To feel like networking wasn't a waste of your time and limited energy, it's important to set goals. When setting your goals, be sure you're both meeting new people and reconnecting with those you've already met. Relationships require more than one chance meeting. They develop over time. If you are naturally gregarious, you might feel comfortable talking to just about anyone in the room. But as an introvert, you know you'll quickly run out of steam. So be sure you're focusing your conversations. If meeting people is fairly easy for you, your goal might be to meet three new people and reconnect with three people you've already met. If you're more naturally shy, you still want to be seen, heard, and respected when you venture out to networking events. Set goals for yourself that help you stretch your comfort zone, but are realistically achievable. This may mean starting with the goal of meeting just one new person and reconnecting with one person you've already met. As your confidence grows, set your goals higher. What's the best part of following this three-step strategy? You can leave once you've achieved your goal and feel like you've accomplished what you set out to do. You don't have to stay to the very end of the event and help stack chairs. Leave that for the extroverts who never want to go home. Since you drafted your follow-up message already, reaching out to the folks you met will be a breeze. Now, you'll be able to focus your energy on building a one-on-one relationship. That is, after all, the point of networking. Well, there you have it. Another quick tip that you can now incorporate into your networking. Thank you again for listening to this solo episode of On The Schmooze. As a reminder, I'll have a transcript of this podcast available for download as an easy-to-print or save PDF in the show notes. Visit OnTheSchmooze.com and look for episode 16 so you can save these notes and easily share them. I want to sincerely thank all of you who've already subscribed and left a rating and review on iTunes. By subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes, you're helping this podcast get discovered by more listeners. Will you subscribe and leave an honest rating and review? Include your Twitter handle in your review so I can give you a shout out. It's easy to find our iTunes page at iTunes.OnTheSchmooze.com. 
That's schmooze, S-C-H-M-O-O-Z-E. Thank you in advance and look forward to connecting again next week for a longer episode when I'll be interviewing a talented professional about their untold stories of leadership and networking. We'll explore their career challenges, work-life balance, and how they build strong professional networks on their way to becoming a successful leader. Until then, have an awesome week. Thanks for listening to On the Schmooze podcast at www.ontheschmooze.com. That's On the Schmooze, S-C-H-M-O-O-Z-E. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.